Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 228. Because, really, what else are you doing on a Wednesday night? The, for real, like, you're not going out anywhere anytime no. soon. So, might as well just hang out with the two hairiest brothers on YouTube. You're every stuck Wednesday with at 8 us. PM. Yeah. I, I moved my camera and I didn't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm always <clears throat> looking everywhere because it doesn't matter. Oh, I almost forgot my hat. Oh my god, you suck. <laughs> there For you go. Now I feel complete. He's wearing a Batman vs Superman hat. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just excited to sit here and talk to you about video games and only video games for the next two hours. That, and nothing I, else. I, that reminds <laughs> me, though, if I do get hungry, I do have Snyder's of Hanover pretzels <laughs> to help me out here. <laughs> so I will, I will be satiated okay. during that time. All right. Uh, yeah, oh, I almost forgot. Oh, okay. I almost forgot. Right. We need to, we need to talk about the Snyder version of Superman and Scott Snyder's Superman Unbound that he did with Jim Lee a couple of years ago. This was actually pretty good. Probably the oh, best okay. Superman of the new 52. Scott Snyder's great. Scott Snyder is like great. Scott, Scott Snyder. Snyder is great. <laughs> Long Island's own Scott Snyder is great. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I got. There's nothing else? Okay. There's nothing else. There's no, there's no other... There's Things nothing you want to else. talk about. No, let's just relating go. to Superman. I, what could you possibly be talking about, uh, nothing, Bob? Nothing. Don't you want to, you know, thank everyone for being here first? <laughs> That's true. Thank you. Uh, hello, Tony Montiero. Hello, Mike UK. Hello, Sarah Anderson. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. But a special hello to Sarah Anderson again. Uh, Nick Smith, uh, Rafa Barros, and Andrew Pittman for being members here on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, I like to point out that that hat is what Will used to wear in every video yes. before the Wolf Den hat. <laughs> yes. Regardless kind of, of what he feels about the movies. It, it is a nice hat. Like, it's very, it's mm -hmm. a very comfortable, fits my head very well. Um, and it, Warner Brothers gave it to me for free, so... Well, did you happen to see anything about this uh, Zack Snyder uh, and uh, Justice League movie? Bob, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I'm just asking. I, honest, I honestly I, I just don't. vaguely oh, remember seeing something about that. Just the hair for $2. Hashtag release the Will Wolf damn it cut. Also beep test. I believe he's referring to my cut of Avengers Endgame that I have just slept on. Now we're <laughs> back with audio. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to move ahead with our little video game podcast, there will be no more technical issues because otherwise we're going to have to hand this over to another uh, podcaster, let's say Joss Whedon, and then three <laughs> years later come back and do our own version of this podcast that will hopefully be better, but who knows? Who anyway. Knows? So uh, so OBS crashed. I don't know yeah. what happened. All I did was hide one of the things and then it crashed everything. Um, but we're going to talk about Paper Mario. Yes, but first, first let's talk we about... have to talk about the May games that you're getting if you're subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, so we usually start talk the the podcast talking about PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live when they announce their free games. Mm -hmm. So we'll do that with Nintendo right now. Yes, we'll go uh, nuts while I figure out all this crap. Okay, so for the in the month of May, um, starting today actually. You get four free games if you are subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online. You get two SNES games, two Super Nintendo games, 
one Super Famicom game. It's an import for you weebs out there. Mm -hmm. And one NES game. So, for the SNES, you get Wild Guns and Operation Logic Bomb. Uh, for the Super Famicom, you get Panel de Pawn. Oh, yes. And for the, the famous NES, Panel get... de Pawn. Yes. And for the NES, uh, you get Rygar. Well, do you know what Panel de Pawn is? I have no idea. It is Tetris Attack! Oh, is it? Yeah, but it's Jap. It's, uh, oh! it's the Japanese version. Which okay. I didn't know. I had no idea that that's what that was. You know, that I I know that Tetris Attack was not Tetris Attack all over the world. Uh, I didn't know that it was originally this. Yes, apparently. Yeah. So I, that's cool. After all that, I, I don't know how to get uh, Super Chats up anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, did you link that anywhere? Uh, I put it in the, in the keep. Okay, I'll I'll pull yeah. it up. So they haven't been very good at at this. No, <laughs> they haven't been very good at uh their NES and SNES uh, Switch Online. I, I, actually, haven't we not seen an NES game for a long time? Not to my recollection. I don't remember the last time we got one. Uh, I know that Rygar is like a cult classic NES game. Like it does have like a fan base. It's not like, you know, a Metroid or a Contra or whatnot, but it's a fairly popular game. Um, Wild Guns, I like. I see the gameplay, and like I recognize this game. I've probably played this game before, but I keep forgetting it's not Sunset Riders. Yes, that's what <laughs> I went through the same thought process. Yeah. I was so, look, I was looking up the "bury me with my money" memes, and yeah. I was like, oh wait, that's a different game. <laughs> Very di Allegedly, uh, Konami is working on a Sunset Riders collection similar to their Contra Ooh. and Castlevania collections, uh, cool. which is cool because the SNES version is like an arcade port, but the Genesis version is different. Oh, so hopefully they do that and we get all three versions of the game. Well, okay then. Yeah. But instead you got wild guns, operation logic bomb, Rygar and panel de Have you played Rygar? Uh, I have not. I I've heard of it though. And I've, I've seen like, you know, articles about it talking about like how like it is apparently a good game. I know I'll, like you, you get a shield on a chain that you throw at people. I'll dabble. I'll yeah. give it a shot. It doesn't look like it's something I'm gonna be super into. It looks like an NES game. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, there's not many like great NES games, you know? Mm-hmm. So looks like one of them. Yeah, uh, that's cool. We got Tetris Attack, but it's not called Tetris yeah. Attack, so the hype, we got, the hype isn't real. We got not Sunset Riders. We got not, we got the other Sunset Riders, yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. I still don't know why Super Chats aren't coming up. Oh, well. That's that's life today. Yeah. We'll have to see it in the chat. Um. Oh, I could pull it up on a second screen, though. Anyway, let's talk about Super... No, I'm sorry. Just Paper Mario. Yes. I keep wanting to call it uh, Super Paper Mario, but that's not true. Will, have you seen it? Yes. It looks like a Paper Mario game, but this time mm -hmm. with origami. Oh. 
Have you... So what's the one that we played? Okay. I keep forgetting the one that we played. For the Wii? Yes. That is Super Paper Mario. That explains why I want to call it Super Paper Mario. Yes. So I feel like we have played the original Paper Mario on N64. Yes, we have. I feel like that's something we might have rented from Blockbuster. Yes. uh, Back when there were Blockbusters kids. Um. So yeah, we played like, but we only like dabbled in that. The one we like played mainly was Super Paper Mario on the Wii. That's the only one. Well, I think I beat the one on the N sixty four, and then I I definitely beat this one. Because I know, because Super Paper Mario I know is different because the Paper Mario series is like a turn based RPG series. Yeah, but Super Paper Mario is more of a platformer, right? And it has a gimmick where you can change from 2D to 3D at any time. Um, it, well, that's why well, I like the game. Yes, I, I was super down with that. And and the changing from 2D to 3D adds like little puzzle elements to it. Yeah, but it still had a combat system, didn't it? Like it was pri- no, it was primarily um, traditional Mario jumping. Oh, Paper yeah. Mario people definitely are not down with this. Nope. <laughs> well, I had a great time with this game. I thought this game was great. That's because I don't typically like RPGs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, anyway, uh, we got a new Paper Mario coming out. It's called Paper Mario: The Origami King. Yeah, buddy. Uh, what do you think? Well, tell me about it. Um, I mean, it looks cool. It looks like it's more of a back to basics Paper Mario game, from what I know uh, about Paper Mario. Okay, hold up. That's what everybody wanted, and that's what everybody said. Everybody was like, the next Paper Mario is going to be a back-to-traditional right. Mario. And this looks cool. I saw this, and I was like, I'm down with this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's another, it's another you know, paper pun. They, you, they're using origami as a way to have like a 3D world, which yeah. I thought was pretty neat. I like the like witty banter and the stupid paper puns that they do. Yeah. Um. I, I think it looks beautiful, and I'm down to give it a shot, you know? Uh, and it comes out in June. Or July. That, yeah, uh, July. July 17th. So it comes out, they, they announced it last week, or last yeah. Thursday, and it's coming out, like, in two months. That's, like, awesome. I feel like Nintendo's done that before, though. Like, they'll announce a game, but then have it, like, ready for release a few months later. Because they've been working on it this whole time, just in secret. They're they're good at keeping things under wraps. Yeah. I don't know if any other publisher would be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Um But they look this looks like a full, like fully fleshed out world. It looks like there's like uh some exploration going on. Yeah. It looks like there's some some nice puzzles going on. Uh it looks like there's some two D parts and some three D parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks really cool. And then at the end here, there's a little uh, Metroid nod. I yeah, legitimately think that this was supposed to be in a in a Nintendo Direct, and this was supposed to lead into like a Metroid thing. But um, they're not doing Nintendo Directs right now, which is yeah. something we'll talk about later. Um, so I think this was supposed to be part of a bigger like tease, mm-hmm. and uh, it it we got we got a little, little snubbed but it's still a nice little it's still a nice little fun thing 
So I saw this and I was like, that looks really cool. I don't know much about Paper Mario, but I know that I want to play this. Are you, do you want to play it? I mean, I'll dabble in it. I don't know if I would, you know, dive headfirst into an RPG at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm barely playing games as it is. I think I try last RPG. I like tried to sit down and play that wasn't Pokemon uh, with South Park. And that actually has a very similar combat system to Paper Mario. <laughs> mm-hmm. So really, I did have played a Paper Mario game recently. It was South Park, though. <laughs> uh, so, again, I thought it looked really cool, but I don't know much mm-hmm. about Paper Mario. Yeah. Uh, the internet was very divided on it. People were not... People had a lot of weird things to say about it that I think is weird because I, again, am not that big of a Paper Mario fan. Yeah. But reading some of the things that people said about that very short trailer and the assumptions they're making about the whole game at large made me really weirded out. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to open them all right now. Yeah. And it's going to take me a while. Eh, so I got I, I collected a bunch of tweets from all over the internets uh, that I saw when, you know, it was uh, when it launched. Mm-hmm. So Kotaku just put up an article and one of the replies is, uh, yay, Paper Mario, but uh, another theme-based Paper Mario game? Can we stop with the gimmicks? The original Paper Marios were fun because it was just an RPG that looked storybookish. Every game since those has to heavily use paper-based gimmicks. So people, it's not just this person, but people yeah. are mad that uh, they really lean into the paper puns, you know? Well, I like how the first reply after that is, well, it is Paper Mario after <laughs> all. So supposedly the f- first two games were pretty serious? Well, serious in the context, I guess, that, you know, it didn't lean into, like, the paper. A- like, there's still the paper aspect to it like they played with the fact that he was flat and whatnot but there were still funny games they're still comedies mm-hmm. you know they're very heavily written comedies um people I seem know... to think that uh mario and luigi games th- should be uh designated for the funniness and paper mario should be more of a serious turn-based rpg what i remember playing a super paper mario was that you know, it was very wordy, but they did sprinkle in like jokes and like pop culture references mm-hmm. into the dialogue. Well, when I think Paper Mario, I think of these like paper puns. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, again, I don't have much experience with Paper Mario. I, I so my know... experience might be people's least favorite Paper Mario games. Well, I do know that people started to really get down on Paper Mario after Sticker Star. Yes. And like, apparently that's not a very good game and like the pantheon of paper mario and then color splash also wasn't very good when compared to the other ones yeah those I, two people hate the most and i guess you know sticker star and color splash those like i guess lean more into the paper aspect of it mm-hmm. i guess people are gonna be really mad at us for talking oh about god this when yeah i don't know what we're talking about we're just, yeah. listen, we're just two dudes who who are completely aware that yeah. we don't know what we're talking about we're just reporting what other people are saying and our viewpoint from the sidelines, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those two games, people, uh, Sicker Star and Color Splash, people think are not great. 
Yeah. And uh, there's like a sticker mechanic to the combat that people seem to not like. Uh, yeah, that was the sticker star, I think, introduced that. And people think that that's in this game. But there's like barely any combat in this that you yeah. see in the trailer. So it's hard to tell what they're going to do with the combat system. Yeah. Uh, here's another one from Boundary Break who says, I'm optimistic. Don't, oh, I'm optimistic. Don't see this tweet as hate. So he actually is down for the game. Yes. I'm fascinated by the internal decision process for Paper Mario. Like, who is looking at sales of sticker stars and color splash and still thinking generic characters with no unique look or name is the right direction? So that's another reason people didn't like those two games is that yeah. the enemy is in... Well, the characters in the game were all generic Mario characters, whereas in the previous games, they were... Uh, they had like things to them that can identify that. Like it wasn't just Toad, right? It wasn't just a Toad. It was like Captain Toad and freaking yeah. uh, uh, Dirty Toad, and that, well, we'll see more in, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I do like the picture he puts up though. He's like, it's a picture of a Babam and Mario sitting in a train car, and just and Babam goes, "Me? Well, I'm Babam." <laughs> so people meme to this a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't have this tweet pulled up, but a lot of people have been tweeting this next to a uh, scene from Final Fantasy VII. Apparently, it's the same. It's ripped. It's the same. It's uh, uh who's the the guy with the gun hand in Final Fantasy VII? Barrett. We, we, or we always screw up his name. It's either Barrett or Garrett. <laughs> well, that guy across from Cloud, and he goes, "Me? Well, I'm Barrett or Garrett." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if we knew anything about video games. Uh. Oh, so this is <clears throat> this is the tweet I was looking at. Uh, so here's, uh, like, I guess a meme. Barrett. It is Barrett. <laughs> Sorry. This is, I guess, a meme, but it shows Paper Mario, and it's all these different types of toads. One's got a spear. One's got a friggin' mustache. You know, yeah. they all look very different. You can tell them all apart. Right. Uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Same thing. Bunch of different types of toads. Right. Sticker star and color splash, all one toad. It's all just toad. <laughs> yeah. So, again, people seem to have a problem with the fact that there's generic yeah. um, enemy or, or people in the game. This is just a meme that I saw. Uh, as the prophecy foretold. <laughs> and there's a long boy toad. Yeah. Uh, this is something I noticed when I saw the trailer, like. Uh, you gotta I didn't, expand on that. A I didn't bit. notice till right this second, and now I'm confused. <laughs> but also of note, that's not Captain Toad. That's just a no. Toad with yeah. like a safari hat. So there's a Toad that's different, right? Yeah. Can we can we give him that at least? It's a different Toad. And then there's Long Boy Toad. I forgot to pull, <laughs> pull up Long Boy Toad. Um. Here's another one. Uh, like others, I'm also pretty split on this one. The scenarios and story looks really kooky and charming, but the combat looking similar to Sticker Star and the con continued strict use of just vanilla Mario characters has me a bit disappointed again. I do want to give it a chance, though. So again, the, uh, people are upset about there being yeah. too many generic characters. And the combat looking similar to Sticker Star, again, I don't... There's, like, barely any combat. I gotta mute uh, 
Twitter right now. Yeah, I'm just like, watching. I'm watching the trailer again just because it's up. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of uh, filler, like puzzles and stuff in the world, mm-hmm. which people might not be happy about, uh, and like exploration and whatnot. Uh, like, it looks like they're focusing a lot more on that than they are on combat. Yeah. And honestly, now that I'm looking at it more, it does give me a heavy tearaway vibe in some places. Yeah, I could see. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of combat. Here's him jumping yeah. on booze heads. There's another one where there's like a giant circle. Yeah. But I don't really know what's that seems like a unique uh like story beat that isn't gonna happen all the time. Yeah. So yeah, there's not there's not really much to go off of with the combat. So I think it's weird to like attack it now without knowing more about the combat system. Yeah. Uh but again, I don't know much about Paper Mario's combat system. Uh, Stealth says, I think maybe the best part of Paper Mario, the Origami King announcement, is the game is literally out in two months. Literally two months from the reveal release for a Mario game. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I completely agree. People are, you know, people who are too hot to, like, jump on this game for not being the thousand-year door or whatnot seem to be forgetting that we're getting a new Mario game in two months out of nowhere. Uh, there's more. Uh, we got Nintendo, our buddy Nintendo here. Right into the show. Well, that's a surprise. Doesn't seem like too much of a return to form, though, on first blush. Seems to be chock full of flimsy paper references yet again. Pardon the pun. So he, he did it. <laughs> he did it in his own tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this one has more depth than uh, Color Splash, but I'm starting to think we won't see a real Paper Mario again. So this is more, uh, referencing that there was a leak that we were going to get a Paper Mario game and yeah. the leak said it was going to be a return to form. That was in quotes from the leak. Yeah. Um, so that got people's heads in the wrong space. You know, like people were excited that they were going to get a return to form because of that leak. And that's yeah. why you should always take leaks with a grain of salt. Don't get too excited mm-hmm. over leaks because you might yeah. get disappointed. Don't get too excited for leaks. Just wait for the Hollywood Reporter to just out of nowhere release a news article confirming something. Don't sit there for three years thinking that something's just going to appear because you want it to, especially because you didn't like the theatrical version of a certain movie or video game that, you know, just is a hypothetical. That seems like a reference to something, Will. It's not. Keep going. What's the next (laughs) the next thing? uh this is just nintendo oh no uh somebody replied to nintendo's tweet of the trailer mm-hmm. said a discord user pointed out the reason this bomb is so chill is because he has no fuse so he cut his oh. fuse off and i saw him as a character following mario around in the trailer yeah uh what a subtle detail he found out the path to inner peace was just to cut off the fuse oh see and you people think there's no, like, smartness <laughs> and nuance to Paper Mario. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there's unique characters. It's a regular old bomb really without clever. a fuse. That's, That's how you cool. can tell. Well, you can tell them apart because the little, the little millimeter of a fuse isn't there. Yeah. See? They know what they're doing. <laughs> and this last one, uh, Spike, can we talk about your peach obsession? And it's, I guess he's in Spike's house, the little guy who vomits up a spike ball yeah um and he's got pictures of peach all over his wall he's a peach simp. he sure does but also wouldn't mario also be a peach simp 
I remember looking up what a simp was. And I can't all, explain it to you. You just got to know, okay? I, the only thing I know about the term simp is that everybody on Twitter thinks Mordecai from regular show is a simp. Well, yes. That's is. my only frame of reference for this. He, he would be. Okay, so a simp is is somebody who really uh, is like into or backing an e-girl. And that's okay. really all I got. That's really all it is. Like a like a, like a like a white knight for like an e girl, or but but really uh, they're just they're just really big fans. According to Urban Dictionary, a simp is a man that puts himself in a subservient or submissive position under women in hopes of winning them over without the female bringing anything to the table. So yeah, so, that that's Mordecai. So I didn't I didn't know about the subservient part, but I I always see it in the context of there's like an e girl that people are like fans of, and they like overly like like stand them you know they like overly yeah. like do and so spike is a simp for peach but right. so is mario right think about it i mean mario is like well, the ultimate simp because he like well, goes above well, and beyond mario isn't really like subservient or submissive he's like very active in like yes. going out and doing things but he doesn't get anything in return he doesn't get anything he in gets return. absolutely nothing maybe but a I, kiss in in like one or two games right but i think it always seems more like he's doing it not because he he wants some but <laughs> but at this point it's mostly because like he just feels like that's his job that's his duty in life that's his job yeah what has peach ever done like for I, she's the princess of uh freaking of the mushroom kingdom the mushroom kingdom but all she does is get kidnapped. What is she? What has she done for the Mushroom Kingdom? Well, she passed that. She passed that health reform bill uh, not too long ago. <laughs> there was that time in between Mario sixty four and Mario Sunshine where she, um, you know, tried to clean up the beaches of Delfino Island. That's why they were going there. You know, it was, it was mostly just a, a political. Oh, it was stunt. a humanitarian effort. Exactly, and then you know. Uh, what what's his name? Bowser Jr. came and just ruined everything, so they start from scratch. So AJ in the chat said simp is an acronym. And he said, look up the acronym, it's wild. And I'm trying Isn't it, to. It's not just short for simpleton. <laughs> it's an acronym. It stands for someone slash sucka. So either someone or sucka with mm -hmm. an A. Idolizing mediocre pussy. That's the acronym. Okay. All right. So, but mediocre? I don't well, know about that part. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but we don't know about that. That's unconfirmed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, AJ also says Bowser is de debatably a simp as well. I would say so, yeah. Bowser to me feels more like just in a, like the true definition of a stan. Like the song definition no, of a stan. Bowser is problematic. Yeah, yeah. Like Bowser, Bowser song, is like the song definition of what stan. is that? Explain that. So, all right, for all you uh, Gen Z kids out there, the term "stan" comes from the Eminem song of the same name about a character called Stan who is so obsessed with Eminem. He kidnaps his own girlfriend and throws her in the trunk of his car and then commits suicide with her. Oh, that's Bowser. That's Bowser. Yes. Yeah. yeah so you're right. Yeah. 
But that nobody just uses Stan like that. No, they use it as as a short term for a hardcore fan, which yes, technically is true. But you're forgetting about all the all the the, the black cloud that hangs yes. over that. Yes, yes, that is a very dark, very messed up song. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Paper Mario? Paper Mario. Looks great. I'm so excited for Paper Mario. Yeah, it looks fun. That was actually the last tweet that I had pulled up. But yeah. basically, the moral of the story is that everybody thinks that... Uh, everybody's got a lot of opinions on the new Paper Mario, and uh, they might be valid. I, they're uh, they're all bigger Paper Mario fans than me. Yeah. Um, But I think it's way too early, man. I think we need to see more of what this game has to offer, you know? Well, I mean, they have two months to show us exactly what they're trying oh, to do. In Otherwise, terms of when the game releases, it's not early. It's yeah. late. <laughs> it is down to the wire. I mean, we have no information on the game. We have two mm-hmm. minutes of, of uh, random footage. Yeah. Uh, and no combat at all. Um, I think when we see finally some, some, uh, some combat, then the Paper Mario fans are going to rip this thing to shreds. Yeah. Um, but me, as somebody who's not a huge Paper Mario fan, it looks cool, and I'm excited to play it. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably be streaming it, at least the beginning of it, until I get bored and stop playing. I don't think yeah. I'll beat it. I don't <laughs> think it, this doesn't look like a game I'll be I'll be beating. Yeah. But it looks like a game that I will have fun with for a few hours, because that's just how I play games. Uh, well, that's just how I play games that I'm not hardcore into. <laughs> right. Um, I think super chats are broken on Streamlabs. They are broken in Streamlabs. I've I see them pop up in the chat. It's just they're not saved anywhere. We literally have to like scroll through the chat. There's a way to pull up just super chats. Oh yeah, okay, I have it. Um, okay. Just the hair gave us two dollars a while ago. Said beep test. Uh, yeah, that was the thing you read. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Andrew P with two dollars. Incoming Paper Luigi DLC. <laughs> I, I hope, wouldn't put it. Pa- I wouldn't put it past them. I hope they don't DLC every game. I don't know what they could DLC for this game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm unless this. I I do know that Paper Mario is the origin of like the the Bandit Luigi. What? You, you ever see that uh, like picture, like the character? It's Luigi, but he's wearing like black and green, and he wears like a, a Robin mask. Yes. Yeah, that's where that's from Paper Mario. Oh yes, yes. I think so. You said Paper could... Mario came from that. No. Yeah. No. Bandit Luigi came from oh, okay. Paper Mario. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Demolition Man five with five dollars. I believe Nintendo is sitting on finished games to release to cover for the o- Ooh, the other games, the other delayed games. I think they moved stuff around. Probably, you know, probably. they probably moved around their release schedule a little bit. They, also, they, well, they're they're having a hard time working on stuff during this pandemic. So, yeah, things are going to be more spread out. Yeah, I mean. I really, their Nintendo is working on games all the time. They always have something like all video game companies are working on something all the time. It's just you know what is at various stages of you know releasability. You know, can we talk about this right now? Can we release this right now? I guess now was the time to talk about Paper Mario because they could. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Metroid Prime Four. 
that's an example of we announced this too early. We announced this when we started development and now we're having problems. We got to scrap it and start over again. You know, that's a rare occurrence, I would say. Yeah, that that's def that I think definitely contributed to part of the drought of games that we're seeing. Yeah. Uh but I mean, the pandemic is also going to just make it worse. I already think yeah. that there was a problem with this year, how there's not a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I think the pandemic is making it like twice as bad. Um Thomas Nolan with $5. Let's talk Snyder Cut. Do you know what he's talking about? Uh, he, he's got to be talking about my Snyder's of Hanover uh, Nibbler's oh, okay. Cut pretzels. Uh, haven't, haven't opened them yet because I'm not feeling peckish just yet. But when I do, I will let you know my full opinions on Snyder's pretzels. Nibbler's Cut. Nibbler's Cut. <laughs> That's the Snyder Cut Yeah. of pretzels. Okay. Just making sure. All right. Uh, next news pokemon gen 3 is has leaked remember remember i almost texted you the other day because i was talking to my friends on google hangout and i couldn't think of what gen pokemon sword and shield was eight 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 okay right don't make leave so don't make me wrong will i I don't know aj (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Gen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. there was a Gen One leak. Yeah, we learned about Pokemon Pink. Yes, they were gonna have yellow and pink versions. Uh, and of course, there was like source code leaks, and people thought it would help with like ROMs and, and the hacking community and whatnot. Um, this barely got reported. And it's interesting that that yeah. happened. But I guess it's not that crazy. Anyway, Gen 3 got leaked in the same way that Gen 1 got leaked. The Gen yeah. 1 leak was more interesting because there was more, like, uncovered information. Like, mm-hmm. Pokemon Pink. Like, that's kind of a really big deal that they wanted to do something like that. Um, so this is from Nintendo Soup. It's literally the only place I could find an article about it. Uh Pokemon Generation 3 games source code leaked documents hint at yellow and blue remakes. But I couldn't find the documents, so. Uh, a mysterious leaker on 4chan, of mm-hmm. course, who previously leaked the source code for the second generation of Pokemon games. I thought it was the first generation. I thought so, too. Well, maybe they went on to the second generation. <laughs> the first... Unless they're counting yellow and blue as, I mean, yellow and pink as, no. Oh, no. There, uh, Unless there was another leak that we didn't hear about. Because we don't read Nintendo soup. That's true. <laughs> Source codes that have been leaked include ones for uh, Pokemon Ruby, Sas- Sapphire, Emerald, Fire Red, and Leaf Green. The source codes are available in all languages except for Pokemon Emerald, which is in Japanese. On top of that, lot check documents for these games, American Joyspot ROM, and translation documents hinting at remakes, presumably for the Game Boy Advance, for Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Yellow have also leaked. It should be a couple days 
uh, before we find out about the secrets these documents and source codes are hiding. What do you think? Let's uh, know it in the comments. Uh, it's I weird that they say that there is allegedly plans for a remake of Blue when Leaf Green is a remake of Blue. So that's... Well, no, it's a remake of Green. Well, in Japan, it was Green. Uh -huh. When it came over to America, it became Blue. Right. So technically, it is already a remake of Blue and Green. Do they have the same Pokemon in both games? Yes. I don't know about that. I will look at Hold on. Keep going. I'll look it up. Well, I just think that they put it in the documents because they're like, this is what we can do. So, so they're talking about Fire Red and Leaf Green. There was potentially going to be uh, water blue and freaking uh, banana yellow or something. Uh -huh. um, and they just decided to go with red and green instead. Yeah. So I don't think this is like that big of a deal. <laughs> okay. I don't think they were ever actually going to get that far in development. I think they were just like, let's pick two. And they're like, okay, this will be the easiest because we don't have to make a blue version for America. We could just put green. So, uh, so in Japan, it was Pocket Monsters Red and Green, originally, Gen 1. Mm -hmm. There is a Pokemon Blue. It was released in Japan as a mail-order-only special edition to subscribers of Koro Koro Comic. Oh, it I was later that. released uh, to general retail um, in 1999. The game featured an updated in-game artwork and new dialogue. It used Blastoise as its mascot, the code, script, and artwork for Blue were used for the international releases of green and red, which became red and blue. The Japanese edition of the game of Pokemon blue uh, features all, but a handful of Pokemon available in red and green, making certain Pokemon exclusive to the original editions. So it's, a, so blue is a mix between uh, red and green. Correct. Okay. So this was, they, they, Okay, so that's a di so it's different. Mm -hmm. All right, these documents just show that they were deciding which ones they wanted to remake, and they just decided to go with red and green. So mm -hmm. I really don't think this is that big of a deal. And this article says, hopefully, in a couple of days, we'll find more secrets out from these documents as they get translated and whatnot. Uh, it's been it's it's been two days. I don't think, and and nobody seems to be talking about it. So I don't think we're gonna really get anything out of this. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't sound like people generally care. The The only uh, reason this is kind of a big deal is because apparently uh, the ROM hacking community loves Fire Red and Leaf Green. So now that there's source codes out there and there's, you know, official documents on it, yeah. uh, that might help with some ROM hacks. But uh, Nintendo's taking everything down. <laughs> so, yeah. so that might so be a luck. problem. Yeah. Uh, here's the the source. Uh, no, this is gbatemp.net. This is not the source. It was a 4chan leak. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's the whole story. Uh, we got a little bit of information. They were going to make uh, maybe yellow and blue, and they decided not to. Woo! Uh, we got two, two Aussies from Gregory Rosa. Uh, Gregory Ross. Hey, guys, loving the content. Thanks, man. Thanks, mate. 
And our father uh, is out of here because Peter Noon is live on Facebook right now. Everybody go so, watch Peter Noon. Our own father would rather watch Peter Noon than his own two boys. That's incredibly rude. That's that like is. one of those people who go watch a stream and they're like, oh, I'm out of here. Uh, Keemstar just went live. Yeah. I got to go watch Keemstar now. When this is over, when we're allowed to hang out with our parents again, we're going to have to teach your dad proper live streaming etiquette. Yeah. How rude. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next news. Uh, the Switch Lego Mario's costumes with these power-up packs coming in August. I didn't even say that right, but let's just jump <laughs> into it, baby. Well, because you're so excited I'm about so new, excited. new costumes for Lego Mario. I'll tell Wahoo. you. <laughs> that's his catchphrase <laughs> i'll tell you what i am excited about they have a friggin mario maker one yeah i i knew i knew you'd be down for that i actually didn't watch this i don't want to hear you talk <laughs> with your accent who says mario like us and we get made fun of yeah i still don't get what this is <laughs> <laughs> i still don't get what lego mario is uh it's a combination of traditional lego setups and board games apparently i know like how do you play it oh there's propeller mario yeah it's just kids like floating them around and stuff and like but he's digital like what do you what happens it feels like there's more to it than just pretending like you're playing a mario game because he's freaking a computer it's just it's it's weird to me and this ver and like with the different suits so there's four different suits there's there's fire mario there is propeller mario there's cat mario and there is uh mario maker mario builder and, like, mario there builder goes. mario uh it makes us sound like uh our friend <laughs> builder yes <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, be a very different type very of different <laughs> that that is uh that is a uh, rated m for mature <laughs> But you look at like the the fire Mario. You actually like have to flick him to throw a fireball. I know a few people like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Cat Mario, it looks like there's a light shining out of his butt, so he can sense when you're on like a surface of something. Okay. So it looks like these power up suits actually are like power up suits. They change the way you use this particular version of Mario in this lego game that you play with him that's what i'm saying uh, apparently they're they're suits so it's like there's like a base unit that is mario's face and, and that little and LCD the inside screen. of the body yeah the lcd yeah. screen the little inside of his body his little nude body yeah uh, and then you put like pants on him or the overalls and a hat and that changes the the mario that it is yeah I'm going to read the article. Nintendo has announced via Twitter that a new bunch of uh, Lego Mario power-up sets will be arriving alongside the previously release revealed uh, Lego Mario sets on the 1st of August this year. So, uh, day and date, we're going to get these suits. Which is cool, because I want the Builder Mario one. Yeah. These smaller power-up packs will expand Mario's wardrobe options with a variety of suits from this game. From his games. You know, the famous Mario games. Check yes. out the trailer at the top of the page. We just did. Uh, so shut up. As you can see from the video, the four different costumes give Mario different abilities. You can choose between Fire Mario, Propeller Mario, Cat Mario, our personal favorite. You don't talk for me. And Builder Mario, who drinks a lot of, uh, who drinks a lot of beer. 
<laughs> and eats a lot of shrimp. Uh, each power-up suit gives Mario unique abilities that cause him to interact with the course in different way. In a different way, Fire Mario can throw invisible fireballs. Could you imagine if they were real fireballs? That would be nuts. Propeller Mario can collect coins in the air. What do the coins do? Cat Mario can climb up walls for coins. Can he, though? And Builder Mario can co collect coins by smashing down onto the course. Neat. What do it, the coins do? It looks, from the videos always show, like, Builder Mario, like, them slamming him down. Mm -hmm. That's going to break some Lego <laughs> sets. Each of the packs is sold separately and apparently requires the starter course pack in order to function. It seems that's the only place where you can get the Mario you need to wear the suits. So you need the original Mario, which comes with the starter set. Yeah. There are no details on price yet, but we'll update this article with more info as it comes. For more details on the previously announced sets, check out our Lego Super Mario pre-order guide. Mario, I mean, Lego is usually expensive. So yeah. I'd imagine this is going to be pretty pricey. Uh, it is cool that they're, you know, coming out. Because at first they just showed us the starter set. Then like a few months later, they showed us like the other courses. And then a few months later, they showed us uh, the suits that you can get. So it sounds like this is like the next big Lego line. Like this isn't just like a, a one-off thing. Like the, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. What, what, what concerns me is that it's weird. Like Lego sets always have the minifigs and the Lego set. You yeah. know, like this is Nintendo was like, no, we don't want that. Do something wacky. And Lego's yeah. like, all right, fine. Uh, like I would have much rather have had just a Lego set. You yeah. know, I don't need all this other crap. I'm not going to be collecting coins because why? What do they do? Yeah, there's got to be, like, a purpose to it. Otherwise, it's just, it's, well, I guess you can consider it, like, older arcade games you played for points. Whoever had the most points win. But what do so, you, how do you get the points? You just slam it down? I guess. That's not, like, I don't know. I have to wait until, you know, August when this thing comes out and I watch a review of it on Wolf Den on Tuesday. I'm not, Because I, I assume you're going to do that. I don't know if I'm going to. Um... I un I understand that we're grown men making fun of a toy saying what's the purpose of this toy. Yeah. But when we buy toys like our Mario toys or friggin' the spawn toy you bought that I yeah. saw on the credit card, I saw yeah. that. Um they look cool. You know? Yeah. That's their purpose. This doesn't even look cool. <laughs> This definitely seems like this was designed for play, not for collecting. Yes. But, so, but how do you play? Like, why does it have to have electronics in it if all you do is pretend? You know what I mean? I, no, I know what you mean. I don't, like This is something like we have to get our hands on in order to see, I guess. You know? We need, we need uh, small children. How do we procure small children, Will? Oh, gee, if only one of us has a small child. <laughs> Actually, no, that's well, a bad hurry example. And, hurry up that's and a get bad example. She's, she's going to choke on all the pieces. <laughs> uh, 
Ray Zach says it probably connects to an app filled with microtransactions. I don't know about that. Oh, great. I don't think Nintendo would do that. Uh, so the, the starter set costs sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh, so I I would guess that the other outfits cost like ten bucks, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if they cost 15? twenty. I'm gonna say twelve ninety nine. All right, that's what I'm gonna say. Because they're just there's the only electronics on them is probably gonna be like an NFC chip or something. Yeah. I'm going to say $12.99, just like an Amiibo. That's my, that's my price that I'm putting on it. So, I mean, I'm going to get it all. And I'm going to check it out. I don't know if I'm going to make a video on it. If it sucks, I'm not making a video on it. <laughs> or if it's not interesting, I'm not making a video on it. But we will unbox it on Wolf Den Live when it comes out. Yeah. Unless I make a video on it. And that's in August. That's August 1st. Yeah. Uh, na- oh wait, no, we got super chats. We got super chats. Uh, Vent MK11 with uh, this is from the dark. Nope. I'm what? stupid. Yeah, the dark som. <laughs> you say you just say it. You say somnium. <laughs> the dark somnium with two dollars. Vent MK11 for the Switch is the worst port ever. LOL. Will I incorrect? Uh, what is, is many- the worst port ever? Jeez, I don't know. You talk. I could think of a, well, I could think because of a bad port. All I know is that, like we talked before on the show, Mortal Kombat 11, it looks atrocious, but it plays fantastically. Like, yeah. graphics aside, like it plays just as well as all the other versions of Mortal Kombat 11. 60 frames per second. You know, the combat is it feels fast and fluid and, you know, just as good as it does on other systems. Um, it just looks like butt. So, and if you can get past that, you know, I'll go ahead and play it on Switch. The worst port ever is probably a Wii port. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's probably like Assassin's Creed or something. <laughs> I don't think there was Assassin's Creed on the Switch, on the Wii. Oh, they put it on the Wii U. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to... I'm oh, trying to... People are like... saying rest, the wrestling games. Oh yeah, those are pretty. Bad. I'm trying. I feel like worst port is like you go back to the the Genesis Super NES days when like the ports would be like wildly different. Um, I know that there's ports that like just straight up just didn't work at all, like broken all that they just farted out, saved as, and it just didn't work at all. Well, I mean, there's if you want to get technical here, the port of Pac-Man from the arcade to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That is pretty bad. It's a, it's a terrible port. That is pretty bad. Oh, underscore says Arkham Knight on PC was pretty bad. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, we also got sixty nine ninety nine Canadian. Nice. Uh, XD, just blame me for breaking up super chat with my fifty Canadian super chat. Uh, wait, how many monies is this? <laughs> Before- I looked it up. So $69.99. This is from Sarah Anderson, by the way. $69.99 yes. Canadian dollars is like 50 American dollars. Oh, okay, okay. So her $50, I guess when she became a member, she contributed 50 Canadian dollars. So I guess that's like 40 American dollars. And she's apologizing because she feels like she is responsible for breaking the chat with her generous donation. Wait, she no, no, no. She didn't give $50 before. This is 50. the only. 
Anyway, super chat before the stream started. Oops, oh well, hope this makes up for it. I didn't see a super chat before it started. I saw you became a member before it started. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, thank you so much for your generous. And yeah. thanks for confusing the hell out of me. Yeah, uh, it, doesn't t- it doesn't take much, but uh, we appreciate doesn't. it. Just a little bit of math. Radberry Gaming with $5. July 17th is my birthday, so I'm looking forward to Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima. Also, I love your podcast. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. Thank Happy you. Birthday. I forgot Ghost of Tsushima comes out the same day, which is going to be a problem. Because I, I totally forgot that. to watch the the you know the gameplay reveal of it that they had last week. Still not uh, that either. <laughs> but I saw afterwards there's a black and white mode, mm-hmm. and from the start of the game you can play it with a uh, Japanese dialogue and English subtitles. I'm gonna do that now. I love. I don't me... know about black and white. Well, I love me some Akira Kurosawa samurai movies. And the best ones are all in black and white. Mm-hmm. So I might, if I ever play this game, I might just play the whole thing in black and white. I don't With know the about, Japanese dialogue track. I don't know about black and white. But I do want to play it in Japanese. That yeah. sounds cool. Uh, anyway. Next news. There's no Nintendo Directs ever happening again. Oh, We're raspberries. Done. No more. Call it, pack it in. Uh, this is from Nintendo Life. It doesn't seem like a Nintendo Direct will be happening anytime soon. Oh, what what disconnected? Is it my freaking keyboard? My keyboard disconnects. Oh boy, I got a lot of complaints. Uh, at the end of April, Venture Beat Jeff Venture Beats Jeff Grub said there wouldn't be a Nintendo Direct taking place this June. A few days later, Eurogamer published a story supporting the original report. Now. Jeff has provided an update. Nintendo supposedly has no upcoming direct presentations planned at all right now. It's also apparently told development partners with, quote, big announcements to not wait around for the next broadcast. Uh, there's a quote here, but I don't even know what they're quoting. Uh, earlier this month, I reported Nintendo isn't planning a direct for June. As a, an update to that, I'll add that Nintendo isn't planning a direct at all for now. It's telling development partners not to wait for a direct, even if they have a big announcement. Uh, terms of in terms of upcoming first party announcements, Jeff says Nintendo will continue to surprise fans as it did with the reveal of Paper Mario the Origami King last week. The, uh, he expects the rumored games he's previously spoken about to show up. And what's coming is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. That's kind of like a big like thing to just throw out the title like that. <laughs> That's yeah. very specific. Yeah. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, 3D Ma- uh, Mario Remaster, uh, 3D Mario Remasters and Super Mario 3D World Deluxe. Again, another big full title. <laughs> oh, those I guess Deluxe. There, yeah. is, he's assuming that's a, that could be an assumption. It could be an assumption that is just that's what they're going to call the port. Well, they called Super Mario U Deluxe. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know why Pikmin 3 Deluxe struck struck me as a new title, but I I just I know that it's not. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, he says there might be, quote, some surprises beyond this, but Nintendo may have to wait until it can start doing directs again. I feel like this is not going to stop people from saying, yo, 
there's going to be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I kind of buy into this. I think that they're just Yeah, I no. Mean, I de- I definitely believe this. I definitely believe that there's not going to be a Nintendo Direct anytime soon. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, they probably not might not even do one this year due to what's going on outside. But you know, and, and like I get it, you know, those are things that have to be like plans well in advance. You got to get a bunch of different developers on board, not just Nintendo, you know, especially for like the big directs. You want to get like all your third party publishers, you know, in order. That's the key part of this is that they told third party publishers, like, don't wait up for us. Because I guess normally they're like, hey, can we get in the Nintendo Direct? We got a big announcement. But this yeah. time they're like, don't worry about us. We're just freaking posts we're just farting stuff up on twitter uh and i think that's fine i mean people there was enough hubbub about super paper mario that they don't really need nintendo directs yeah i think it's kind of sad for the other stuff like the third party stuff that might not get the spotlight if it wasn't for a nintendo direct yeah like i wouldn't have known about creature in the well had it not been for a nintendo direct you know mm-hmm. um or something like good job like that was really good to be yeah. spotlighted in a Nintendo Direct. If they just put that up on Twitter, I would be like, "What is this game? I don't care about this game." But since I got to see it in a Nintendo Direct, uh, I got it, and it was great. Uh, so that's it. Sucks for the smaller games. For the big stuff, I think there's nothing wrong with just farting it out on Twitter. I think uh, yeah. it'll, it'll make the same sort of waves that it would have otherwise. And then people can't go, oh, this is a bad Nintendo Direct. It didn't have <laughs> exactly the game that I wanted. Yeah. It didn't have a. Uh, uh, super mario maker (laughs) um so yeah it looks like nintendo's working on stuff it's just gonna be a while and they're gonna space out announcements but i do i'm i'm really hoping for these 3d mario ports 3d mario remasters yeah i do want to play all of those games again and it would be nice to be able to do that on the switch yeah absolutely i i will definitely day one when if the the remasters come out i will get it and i will play through as much as i can uh that's all we have for nintendo stuff okay we have some other stuff though Ooh, like uh did you see this the last of us part two a limited edition ps4 pro bundle i did see this this looks dope as hell it, is yes, this gray or is this the PlayStation Black? No, it's like a, it's like a gray. Are you sure? Does it say it anywhere? Well, it's definitely not because like PlayStation Black is black. Like this is a lighter color. In the a lighter shade, if you. It will. could just be the pictures. You know what I'm saying? Right. Apparently, it comes with a gold wireless headset. The PlayStation Four Gold headset isn't good. <laughs> at least the i think they made two versions the first one they was did. not good i think they fixed it i've heard better things about the second one but the first I one was feel garbage like the gold is a fine like starter headset mm-hmm. like it's a step above you know like your typical cheap headsets but like it's a step below like your turtle beach and your you know steel series and your Astros and whatnot. It's like so, your, your your intermediate gamer headset. So I used to uh, use, I, I mean, I used to use that headset because it's all that I had. 
Yeah. Uh, a headset like this that I'm using, this has a little mic on it. Uh, but I used to try to use this and it wouldn't work. And I thought it was like maybe it needs like the Android style, like uh, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but now I use it and it works. So I don't know what the hell the problem is. I have no idea. But anyway, uh, there's nothing wrong with just freaking plugging a headphone into the, the freaking thing. The controller. I don't. I don't like this because you need a dongle for it. The, that, oh, do you need it for the second version? I think you do. Because the first version you did, and it's stupid, and I lost it all the time. I, I had a piece of duct tape on the <laughs> the uh, the gold headset yeah. to hold the dongle, which is another dumb thing. There's so much room in the headset. Just make the dongle pop out of the like, make it attached somehow to the headset. I don't understand why they don't just do traditional Bluetooth. The yeah, PS4 getting, transmits Bluetooth for the controllers. Why not just put an extra Bluetooth antenna for audio equipment? And also, Sony was part of the development of the Bluetooth spec. <laughs> Sony is also <laughs> part of the development of the Blu-ray spec. They invented Blu-rays. But guess what can't play 4K Blu-rays? I don't understand it at all. I hate, um, every, I hate everything. I, there's something weird about Bluetooth with controllers versus Bluetooth with audio. I think that it needs maybe an additional Bluetooth antenna or something yeah. in order to do both. But if Apple can do... If Apple can have uh, two... AirPods running off of one phone. Mm -hmm. And that's technically four Bluetooth devices because each one counts as a double device. Yeah. Um, why the hell can't a friggin' I, these I currently have just figure out audio? A Bluetooth keyboard and a Bluetooth mouse connected to my MacBook. And I sometimes also connect my AirPods to them. So that's four Bluetooth devices running off of a five year old MacBook. There's got to be a limit on how many bluetooth devices you could have but a but a computer like that has to have a bunch of different antennas in it yeah i haven't reached that limit but i'm saying if a five-year-old macbook can do it mm -hmm. then uh you know a, a younger video game system absolutely could they i mean they might be limiting it or saving those bands for controllers because you yeah. have four controllers plugged into a ps4 but i mean gotta do something better with audio there's gotta be a better audio situation but also isn't there like a lag problem with Bluetooth audio. It's it's gotten better with each iterative version of Bluetooth. Like I don't know what a, I think we're up to like Bluetooth ten mm -hmm. right now, and that's better than it has been. Same thing with same thing with the controllers though. Bluetooth controllers, you know, there's a significant uh significantly more lag in that than there is, you know, compared to you know, 2.5 gigahertz wireless band or whatever Microsoft is or whatever Microsoft now. uses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but we went on about headsets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going to read what PlayStation says. Say we're all counting down the days till we rejoin Ellie in her journey next month. Oh, nobody cares about Joel. <laughs> and today we are thrilled to announce the limited edition last of us part two PlayStation four pro bundle, which will launch alongside the game on June 19th, 2020. This special bundle features a fully customized matte finish PS4 pro. So that's what go. it is. It's the same color, but it's matte. Uh, where was I? Uh, engraved with Ellie's tattoo design. 
a limited edition DualShock 4 wireless controller, a physical copy of The Last of Us Part 2 game, as well as a code to redeem digital content, such as The Last of Us Part 2 PS4 dynamic theme, avatar, and more. This limited edition console will be available across US and Canada for $399.99 American and 500 Canadian. So Sarah Anderson, it's 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the controller also features the Ellie's tattoo. Yes, so and the controller you can buy separately for $65 American and $75 Canadian. I but, might do that because my controller... This never has happened to me on any console ever. Yeah. Uh, the thumbsticks are starting to... The, the rubber's starting to wear off. Really? Yeah. We take good care of our controllers. I, I've always, I've seen like pictures online of like, people's controllers like wearing now, but like we've never had that problem yeah i always look at people's like other people's controllers and the thumbsticks and i'm like ew dude how do you let that get like that but yeah. no i did it to my ps4 this is a launch ps4 controller though true but i mean like you know we have a launch gamecube and that controller still holds up fairly well yeah ah, that control is a little mucky yeah there's nothing a cleaning can't fix no nah, it's a little Right, you gotta try it out compared to a new GameCube controller. That's right. that's another problem, though. We have a direct reference of what an old, a twenty-something-year-old GameCube controller yeah. versus, uh, you know, uh, a brand new GameCube controller. We can't do that with N sixty-four. Yeah, that's why I always tell people the thumbstick on an N sixty-four controller instantly gets gummy like that. Or instantly gets loose like that. Yeah. You know, if you buy a brand new one and open it out of the box, it's going to almost instantly get loose. Uh, but we don't have a reference to go off of mm -hmm. for that. Or for Super Nintendo controllers or whatever. Anyway, uh, I might buy this controller. That's a cool looking controller. It is a very nice controller. Uh, and then there's the freaking headset. And I don't think there's yeah. much to say about the headset. The headset is 100 bucks American. Furthermore, we're also launching a limited edition gold wireless headset presented in a steel black matte finish that that's what the color is because the controller is also that so the color is steel black mm -hmm. uh with contrasting crimson inner ear cups Ooh, you Ooh. can kind of see it yeah uh this this stylish headset features ellie's fern tattoo okay where is it it says the last of us part two on one side it's in it's inside oh, it's band. In. yeah oh. I saw a meme on Twitter that was, it was like, I guess, like a reply to the picture of the, um, of the PS4 and mm -hmm. it said, nah, I got it already. And it's just a leaf <laughs> attached to the, like, like a dried up leaf. Somebody yeah. put on it. That's funny. Uh, but this is a beautiful looking controller. I mean, yeah. uh, console. It's like engraved in, it looks like. That is cool. Oh, and a, does it come with a hard drive? Uh, no, that is, according to this, they've partnered with Seagate to introduce a limited edition Last of Us 2 officially licensed Seagate 2 terabyte game drive. That's, uh, that's cute because everyone's yeah. freaking PS4 is too busy getting well, hogged up by Call of Duty. Well, Seagate has been making, you know, PS4 themed hard drives. They're blue and Xbox themed hard drives. They're green. Uh, so now they just have a Last of Us one, and it it once again comes in a steel black matte finish with a, a, a an etched version of Ellie's tattoo. I'll be honest; I usually tell people do not get a 
PS4 or Xbox branded hard drive because they're marked up and they're yeah. no different than any other hard drive. They just yeah. have the logos on them. So mom's got like, oh, I got to get this for my son. This looks awesome. And $90 isn't that bad for a two terabyte two external terabytes, drive, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I might just get it just just because it looks cool. Yeah. And you could always reformat and use it as a regular ass hard drive. That's what I would do. I wouldn't even use it on my PS4. I would use it as an external drive. It is external, right? right? I'm not making that up. It looks external. It's it's external, yeah. Okay. There's a picture of it hooked into the back of a PS4. I don't like that. I don't like having to run games off of an external drive. I used to run... uh, Well, I still do. I run games off of my external on my Xbox One. Mm. And... I've only ever like run into a problem like once or twice, like eight times out of 10, it's works fine. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get this. I'm going to break it open. I'm going to take that two terabyte laptop drive that's in there, shove it into my PS4. What are you doing? What are you you're doing? I don't hands? remember if it's Seagate or Western Digital that actually change the interface of the hard drive. Ah, it's annoying. I don't remember because I, I looked this up because I was going to buy a, you know, a drive, like just a regular drive, not enclosing anything, mm-hmm. but it was more expensive than just buying an external. And I, I looked it up. Seagate, I think is just a regular SATA plugged into, you know, a, a USB three, like converter. Right. And I think Western digital actually removes the SATA port and just solders in a USB 3 connection. Well, I got a Western Digital right here, but I don't want to break it open. Yeah. Uh, somebody either looked that up or confirmed that because it's one of them. And I, that's why I don't recommend opening up external hard drives. This one I have. Uh, I write on them the dates of all of the Wolf Den episodes that ha- that it has on them. Oh, yeah. And then these all go in a shoebox. Yeah. I, I, I got do like that. a million of them. See, my. Oh, we lost Will. My internet just took a fart. So, how are you guys doing? There's Will. <laughs> Will, you broke oh. up for a second. Oh, I was just talking about this is the hard drive I use. I get the big ones. Ah. Yeah. You know, I get, I get these guys. Because I don't really. 20... These are cheap, and I, don't, I just put them in a shoebox. <laughs> I like these because you can get them in like 10 terabytes. Mm-hmm. This one isn't 10. This is like six or eight. But you just get it, and you just you can, it can like sit there for years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've never really had one of these go bad on me. Uh, my friend uses my book for internal drives. What is that? We'll we'll just froze again. All right. Well, anyway, uh, did we get any super chats? Oh, we did. Will, hi. You you're going in and out. Do you? What, I know. You know. I don't. I don't get it either. I'm I'm hardwired in, so it's. Oh. I don't know what the problem is. Pro- I, I, uh, my OBS hasn't dropped or anything, so I don't know what it is. Either. Okay. It sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or me, a Google problem. Let me close some tabs. Anyway, we got hype G here with ten bucks. How did PS4 win a console war with its exclusive games, or uh, was it exclusive games? Or tech specs that won the war and could Xbox Series X win a console war based on my questions that I ask about exclusive games or tech specs? 
PS4 won this console war due to good exclusive games and proper messaging right out of the gate. I think it was uh, at the. I think they won it at the very beginning of the console of, of the console war. Right. Uh, of, no. of this generation, because Microsoft just absolutely ruined the messaging on the Xbox One. Right. Uh, they completely dropped the ball on the announcement, and the price was. Uh, too far out of the park mm-hmm. and sony just wiped the floor with them with that announcement uh and then from there xbox just continued to drop the they, they fixed the messaging and they fixed things with their fan base but they continued to drop the ball on exclusives they just completely like we're like we don't even care about exclusives anymore yeah uh but I don't think that can, had much to do with them losing the console war. I think it was mostly the very beginning. They had a really bad announcement. Yeah. Uh, and everybody instantly hated the Xbox One uh, from their messaging. And Sony just went in the complete opposite direction and continued to, to dunk on them directly. Yeah. Like with that video of uh, Shuhei Yoshida showing how to... Uh, play share game, games yeah share games because originally the xbox one wasn't gonna let you uh it was gonna have this weird drm on games so you wouldn't be yeah. able to share games with people or buy any used games or anything um all right but Next. As, well i was just saying real quick in terms of series x and playstation 5 like nobody has really screwed up royally yet no I, so I, it's it's truly anyone's game yeah and it's way i people keep asking me who who, uh what console should they get or or who's gonna win and i it's way too early to tell any of that like right now there's like there really is like a pro and a con for each system and but they're like evenly balanced i think that there's not an even those pros and cons barely make any difference well that's what i mean like now there's nothing too egregious about them we need the the summer announcements. Yeah. Uh, what would have been E3? We need that those announcements to make the decisions for us, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of the new consoles, uh, there is some news about the PS5 DualSense controller. Ooh. The DualSense develop, uh The PS5 DualSense, which is the name of the new controller, which I'm kind of upset that they're getting rid of the DualShock name. Yeah. Uh, Developer hints at controllers impressive haptic feedback. Now, I'm kind of skeptical on haptic feedback because uh, the Xbox One controller already has some stuff going on. The Joy-Con already have great HD rumble that nobody uses. Yeah. Um, And... Nobody really uses the haptic feedback in the Xbox controller either. Not to my knowledge. Like they have rumbles in the triggers. Yeah, like, for, and for sports games, I mean for racing games and stuff. But why yeah. not have Call of Duty rumble a little bit when I shoot? You know. Yeah. It feels weird that they don't capitalize on that. But anyway, developers talking about DualSense. Developer Mike Bithel, uh, Thomas was alone. John Wick Hex. Uh, has revealed that he's had demos of the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller and talked up the controller's haptic feedback capabilities. Speaking on a recent episode of Play, Watch, Listen podcast, starting at around 1.20, uh, an hour and 20 minutes in, composer Austin Wintory 
uh, discusses the new audio systems promised by Unreal Engine 5 and more particularly PS5's Tempest engine. I didn't, I've never even heard of that. Uh, which will reportedly allow the console to uh, simulate the sound of individual raindrops in a storm. Oh, the Tempest engine. That's like their um, their proprietary audio thing that Mark Cerny made a big deal about, but probably made too big of a deal about because he lost interest in people afterwards. There's a lot of really cool technologies in these next-gen consoles, and a lot yeah. of them are software-based, mm-hmm. uh, or at least like... At, at least they require some development, you know? Yeah. And usually when there's a console that has like special little things that are like really cool, developers don't even, they don't even try, you know? They yeah. just, they just like, no, nah, it's too much work. Or they'll try it at the very beginning, but it will feel gimmicky and unintuitive and just drop it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but third party games will be all about it. Yeah. I mean, first party. First party first, games. First party games will be all about it. Third, Third party, party games game, will not care at all. They'll ca- they'll care if anything. They'll care at launch and then just yes. quietly drop it. Yes, yes. Nobody's using HD Rumble anymore. Yeah. I, I don't remember the last game to have anything to do with HD Rumble, um, or anything cool with it anyway. The only yeah. the, like the coolest things we saw with HD Rumble were uh, one two switch, where yeah. you could feel the balls rolling around. That was awesome. And yeah. from then on, I haven't seen anything like that crazy. Anyway, Biffle says he's Googling to find. Uh, he's what? Biffle says he's Googling to, quote, find if it's been announced yet before he replies. You're going to love what they're doing with the controller on PS5 as well with the DualSense stuff. Haptic, the raindrops thing. I've had some demos. They're very good. You're going to have some fun and games with that. You're going to have some fun and games with that. He and Wintery then agree that that's probably as close as they can get before breaking non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> uh, but this The connection between the two comments means it's possible Bithel is suggesting that the PlayStation 5 DualSense will let players feel in-game raindrops or integrate with the Tempest engine in some way, but he doesn't confirm either point. It's not a far-fetched possibility. Sony has previously discussed how the controller will attempt to communicate the feeling of walking through mud or the tension of a bowstring. In a hands-on with an early version of the controller, Wired also explained how the controller could simulate the feeling of driving on two different road surfaces simultaneously. It may be that these are the same demos Bithel has had either way. Uh, either way, it's exciting to hear that developers outside of Sony are coming away impressed with the technology. The DualSense may have other bold new features to show off. Check out this article, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think it's funny when big sites like IGN here report on other people breaking NDAs <laughs> because that means that to me, that means I know something, Yeah. but this guy said it first, so I'm going to report on him saying it. And this way, I, I can't get in trouble. Yes. I also noticed that IGN was the only site that reported on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that they, like, know something about it. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's everybody who's seen something about the DualSense 
uh, has said that it's pretty impressive. And I mean, everything that we've been, every little tiny thing we've been seeing about the new consoles has been pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, it's just that, again, it, we don't know what developers are going to do with that technology. Yeah. Right? Or we, if they're going to do anything at all. We won't know until it's too late, basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, like Will said, I'm sure at launch, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that does, there's going to be a bunch of games that do something. Yeah. Or, I mean, even first party games might, uh, like the, the whole tension on the bowstring sounds like something that some first party games will do. Um, but yeah, haptic feedback. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Ken says, want good HD rumble? Try doom 64. I'm curious if that's a joke. Uh, I did download Doom 64. I should play well, it. Play it with the Joy-Con and let me know. I will. Uh, I think the chat was trying to tell me games that use HD Rumble. Ben- Benji says Animal Crossing uses it. Does it though? Does it do Does it do anything like balls rolling around in, inside the Joy-Con? Yeah. They just don't use it enough. There's not enough... Yeah. Like HD Rumble is really, really cool and probably really expensive. It's probably why the Joy-Con costs so much money. Yeah. And there's just not enough people using it. There's not enough like there's so many games uh that could utilize it a little better. Yeah. Like it should have been all over freaking uh Breath of the Wild. Anyway, we got $5 from Film Optics. It says, hi, guys. How did you guys stream two separate webcams at the same time? We use Google Hangouts. Yep. I was going to show you the window, but I think that might give away too much information. Uh, I mean, that's how we communicate. And then you do a trick where, like, you have yourself up and then me and then, like, you... Oh, so yeah, this is just a Google Hangouts window. That's where yeah. Will is. Uh, I use OBS. Here it is. You can see the endless me right here. Uh, I just have me on one side and Will on the other side. And that is... That is it. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. You used to be able to just straight up stream from Google Hangouts, but that's yeah. not a thing anymore. Uh this is part of the reason why I hate Google because now they have Google meet. Yes. But, is, but that's a business only thing. No, it's integrated into uh, Gmail. Isn't it our business Gmail? No, I had saw it in regular Gmail. Start. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Then what? It... See, this is the problem because Google has three different Video chat services. They Three. Google, Google Duo. What is that one? Google Hangouts and Google Meet. Google Duo is, I think, supposed to be specifically their FaceTime competitor. Oh, like it's right, meant right, for right. mobile, but you could do it on a desktop. Uh, and then, of course, there's Hangouts, which has always been there. And now Google Meet, which is supposed to, I guess, their, uh, their whatchamacallit. So Google Meet, I we we used a couple times. I like it when we're streaming with multiple people because yeah. you can uh, do like a tiled layout of the people. Google Hangouts, you can't do that. It switches between people. Uh, yeah. So I like the layout of Google Meet better. 
but I still there's still there's no good video streaming stuff. Like right. Nothing streams over 1080p or or nothing streams at 1080p at all. I think Skype does. And I've been wanting to try Skype, but I hate Skype. Yeah. So one of these days we got to we got to bite the bullet and give Skype a try. Actually no, we did. Yeah, it was we we had a problem with it. I don't remember what. I think there was an audio delay with your voice or something. Yeah. Uh, there's another thing. Uh, e or guy with the hair showed me uh, this streaming app that would replace OBS, mm-hmm. um, but they have a way to call in, so you can do voice uh, video chat straight to the streaming app. Interesting. It sounds like a nightmare, yeah. but uh, that might solve all of our problems. Anyway, uh, anyway, that's it. we're done with the news. Yay! Now we can do the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. This one uh, got a lot of traction, and I see I saw it stolen a lot, so I hope I got the original. This is from Nerd House. Yeah. It says, did I do it right? And I guess it's a meme that's been. A, I've never seen this meme before. I've so seen the was, meme before, and I have seen this picture before. I've only seen it in as this. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's like. A dude who like just won a medal and he's getting the medal put on him, but it says graphics over him. Yeah. So he's graphics. It's a woman putting a medal on him. He's biting the medal. Then he grabs her ass and kisses her. He gives two middle fingers. Then he sprays uh, champagne everywhere. And then it turns out he's in third place. First place is gameplay. (laughs) Second place is story. So gameplay is being extra. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Graphics is being extra. And gameplay and story just like, come on, bro. And apparently people were giving him crap because there's all these other important things. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, is this better? And he he did another one where it's gameplay, story, music, art style, characters, controls, replay value, accessibility, and then <laughs> graphics all the way at the bottom. He's spraying the champagne in his face. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that because graphics is always like the showy thing. It's always like, yeah. in your face, look at how cool these graphics are. And it matters so little compared to gameplay and story yeah uh and then there's all these other things anyway now is when we talk to you people yes as always you can reach us on twitter using the hashtag wolfden live if you'll have to comment on last week's wolfden live then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you and of course ladies and gentlemen watching us at home please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them we are done with everybody else We got where's Twitter. We got Twitter over here. We got uh, Jordan who says, I can't wait for when I can link all my accounts together. And No, wait. We read that one. Already. Where are you? Oh, I'm uh, last week's. Uh, <laughs> Muhammad Hader said, when Bob said he was going to get swole, I thought he was going all in and going to take steroids. <laughs> Instead, it's been two weeks, and all he's done is buy some PJs. Excuse <laughs> you, buddy. Here's the thing about you talking about your exercise. Everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna freaking uh, backseat like uh, like trainer you, oh, and yeah. they're all sitting there behind their computers, mo- just melting into their chair. Yep. 
That's why you don't ever listen to Get, anybody. Getting bed sores in their game chair. Anyway, uh, I'll have you know, I ran three quarters of a mile today. <laughs> oh, wow. So so I ran, I started on, on Saturday. Yeah. I ran on Saturday. And, I, and I've been doing the seven-minute workout on YouTube. I only do that once, though. No? Yes, I only do that once. I'll do it again in two days. <laughs> and I'm documenting it all for my personal channel. So you can... Make fun of me all you want over there. There but you go. You know what's most important? I'm doing something. Yeah. Damn it. It's better than nothing. You know? And it I burns. It, it oh, let me tell yeah. you, it burns. I, it, I, something's happening. You gotta I, start I, off I, I small. Also, you were saying? I I was saying I also started trying to be active. I do uh I basically I walk on the treadmill, but I'll like sprinkle in like a quick three minute run mm -hmm. every few minutes in there you know and like my legs are sore all the time now sometimes i'll pick up the weights and like do this or this <laughs> while i'm or just because you know i need to do something so everything hurts now um but i get to watch young justice while i do it so that's fun i was watching young justice when i heard the news that i will be talking about scott snyder's uh superman unchained on the podcast today Mm, okay young justice is great if you're into superheroes specifically if you're into the dc superheroes teaming up check out young justice yeah i've, I've been going through some youtube rabbit holes watching uh justice league clips and like young justice clips and stuff yeah never a whole episodes just the clips <laughs> i mean sometimes it's all you need but i like no young they justice always end and i'm like what happens what's next and then i well, can't find the next clip and then i'm like oh, i guess that's it you know, technically, the DC Universe account I have is a company account. It's a Wolf Ten account. I don't know. So if you if you want the login for that to actually watch Young Justice, does it have all of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited? It does. Okay. It's got all of Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series. I have to get in there. Yeah, get in that. Uh, David Levi Leviathan says, uh, "Why did the Xbox One get so few exclusive games in the current generation compared to the massive amount of PS4?" Uh, is this something to expect in the next generation of consoles? Somewhere in the middle of the generation, Microsoft decided uh, exclusive games uh, weren't going to be their uh, business model. I don't know, because I feel like they tried. Because like they made a big push for the Phantom Thread remake. They made a big deal about scale bounds, but that got canceled. I think there was just a lot of like internal reshuffling in the Xbox division of Microsoft this generation that they like, couldn't figure out like what exactly to do to like catch up to what Sony was doing. But that's when they started to do services like backwards compatibility, Game Pass, um, basically those two. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like they they, yeah. they started like we got to beat Sony. We got to get all of these great games on here. Right. And they they had a big push for exclusives. Uh it didn't really help. Um so they were like we're wasting money, we got to stop and then that's why they canceled Scalebound. And then they they refocused what they were doing. But then towards the end about a year ago they bought a billion studios. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they bought, like, all these top tiers. They bought Ninja Theory. They bought Obsidian. Uh, they bought Double Fine. You know, I think they realize that they, they have to have, like, a solid first-party portfolio. Well, I still don't know. I don't know 
if those are going to be exclusive studios. You know, True, like, because... like, like, I don't know what their business model is anymore. And I guess we'll just have to see with the next generation. Yeah, because I mean, Ninja Theory's last game, um, Hellblade, like that was on every platform, even after they were purchased. Obsidian's last game, Outer Something. I don't remember if it's Either Outer World or Outer Wilds. It's I think it's World. That's on every platform, even though you know that came out after uh, the Microsoft purchase. Yeah. So just because they own the studio doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be an exclusive. Uh, yeah. It, Microsoft might just be like, we own them, and sales on any console is good enough for us. Yeah. Uh. So I don't know. I don't know if the next gen is going to be exclusives like that. Yeah. But just keep in mind when a game like friggin' Outer Worlds sells that much, it's still money in Microsoft's pocket, even if it is yeah. on PlayStation. Um anyway, Q73 Power. A big debate is a long should how long should a game be to be worth the price? Personally, I have a simple way to determine that. How many dollars I paid divided by two is how many hours I want out of it. I play twenty dollars. I pay $20. I want at least 10 hours from it. This works great for me. So I'll tell you, uh, there's a good analogy here. I just can't think of it. This is such like a, like a hard question to answer, you know? Uh, it's, I, I don't, it's no, I just think, uh, you can't determine the value of a game by hours spent. Yeah, that's not that's not fair because you can spend 10 awful hours in a game and it doesn't make it worth the $10 you spent on it. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Uh, So it just it's not it, it's not a good comparison. I mean, I've never really spent $60 and been upset by a game's length. I've been. I think the closest was Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Three because I beat that in one sitting. Oh yeah, and I'm like that. That's just way too short for a game like this. Um, but yeah, I because like I I paid sixty dollars for uh the most recent Modern Warfare. I beat that in like two three days, but I also paid the same amount of money for uh Jedi Fallen Order, and I still haven't beaten that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel satisfied in both situations. Yeah, I just it just depends on how good the game is. Yeah. I, I like shorter games because I don't have a lot of time to yeah. be playing these games. You know, I want to be able to fire through it and then be like, oh, it was a good experience, you know? Yeah. But again, like uh ten awful hours isn't better than two great hours playing the yeah. game, you know? So uh it's it's not it's not a it's not a good comparison. But there are games that I'm like, all right, this, this should this should have been more content here. Uh, I haven't felt like that in a long time, though. I've also really heard the comparison, like you know, if you go to the movies, it's fifteen dollars regardless of whether or not you see, you know, Avengers Endgame, which is three hours, or you know, whatever the hell, you know, romantic comedy, you know, Hugh Grant is in, which is ninety minutes. My complaint is always this movie is too long. <laughs> I've never been like that was too short of a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? I've, I, al- I've always said that was three hours. It should have been two. You know. Well, yeah, because you feel it more when it's 
longer. Yeah, but how come a video game where, like, that should have been longer? Because we could do it in multiple sittings? Yeah, because you could do that because, like, if it's fun, you want to keep that fun going. Yeah, I loved you know? Infinity War. I didn't want any more of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That's good. Actually, no. Infinity War, I said that should have been two movies. Well, it was. <laughs> it, no, okay. It should have been three movies. Infinity War itself should have been two movies. Uh, you think no, so? No, I'm sorry. Endgame. I think Endgame oh, should have been two yeah, movies. Yeah, Endgame should have been two movies. Yeah. There was a lot there. And there was a clear part where they could have broken it off into a second movie. Yeah. They, 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 they needed more exposition on one part. And then they should have... Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Justin Coley says, How you manage releasing N64, GameCube, or more on the Switch? What games would you tempt to keep some players through the PS5 and Xbox and then he just mashes the keyboard release <laughs> keep up the great content I don't know what the hell he's I think he's saying what should there be how should they put N64 GameCube games on the Switch and mm -hmm. what games would you put on there to tempt people away from the PS5 and Xbox I don't know if it's necessarily a matter of tempting people away from PS5 and Xbox um, in terms of like what games you like, how do you manage release? It's, I mean, you would think do it like you're doing NES and SNES games, but it sounds like they're re-releasing the Mario games in their own special collection. They might wind up doing that for other N64 and GameCube games. We, we've talked about this before. N64 is too hard to emulate. And, uh, those are bigger games and it's a bigger deal to put those in like a collection or something. So yeah. we're not going to see those in the same way as the super Nintendo and NES games. Um, yeah, I think we're going to, it's what the rumors are going to be. I think we're going to get a collection like the, like the Mario games. I don't think we're going to get more than Mario though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're just going to get a Mario collection. I don't think they're even going to touch any other GameCube or yeah, I mean NES it would be games. nice if we got I mean, like sixty four. It would be nice if we got like you know the Metroid Prime trilogy or you know the Zelda games or you know F Zero X and GX, but I mean they'll probably focus on Mario because that's their you know their biggest cash cow. And that'll I mean they'll sell a, an insane amount. Yeah, if they completely remake Mario sixty four, that's gonna be insane. That's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I don't think they need to tempt anybody from not buying a ps5 or xbox i think that they don't compete that directly with other consoles yeah i think it's just they're so in their own category that uh they're not worried about the next gen consoles yeah they're probably like let them have their spotlight for the next year and then we'll come back stronger next year uh anyway last week's wolfden live from the comments we got richard the architect Art Cho, who says, it's annoying when people try to compare a $3,000 to $5,000 gaming PC being better than a $500 console. Try to build a 4K gaming PC with only $500. That even comes close. You can't. I agree. And yes. I say that all the time. Everybody's always like, I could build you a gaming PC for $500. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a garbage PC. It's going to be a garbage PC, and you're you're mostly going to be talking about the, the components. You're not going to talk about anything like uh, the case, uh, a monitor, uh, a keyboard and mouse, a so gamepad. So I like to... The monitor, 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you... If you I want mean, to you do it have right... A TV, you don't have a TV with a console. Yeah. But you might already have a TV. Yeah. You de- If you don't have a computer, you definitely don't already have a monitor. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's just it's not it's not the same. It's not the it's not the same at all. But I mean, you could do other stuff on a, on a computer, like you could do your taxes. Exactly. Uh, the Reaper Five says I'm pretty upset about the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series skipping the Switch at launch. I am too. I would much yeah. rather it be on Switch than anything. I else. forgot who it was. I th- forgot if it was last week or if somebody on Twitter mentioned it to me. But like Activision didn't put the Crash Collection or the spiral collection on switch at launch it was you who said it during the podcast last week oh yeah it was me i'm so (laughs) smart um i mean hopefully they do like put those games put it on switch eventually uh it is concerning that they didn't announce it in the initial announcement for it um but i mean just you know go to my twitter retweet my tweet or tweet that yourself you know hey activision please don't forget to put uh Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on Switch, please and thank you. Uh, what else? Uh, Dogface8 says, y'all lazy bout uploading. <laughs> the hell, man? Somebody tweeted at me Monday night. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me. He said, it's been six days since you've posted a video. Are you okay? It's it's kind and he he said it's kind of a long time to go before uploading, and I was like, I was in the middle of working on my video, so yeah. I was ultra mad already, <laughs> and I was like, I've had the same schedule for what six or seven years, seven years at this point, like it's coming, just wait. I I got a message wait. once like an hour half hour before my video was supposed to go up, and he's like, Yo, where's your video, man? Like you can't wait half an hour. Yeah, it's the same time every single same week. time every time seven years. Yeah. Um. Julio Gotti says, "Uh, I do not watch Wolfden Live, and now that I am doing it, I have missed great content. We have you during business days and Spawncast during Saturday. It's awesome. Thanks, man. There you go. Tell yeah, everybody we- else." Yeah, we keep you covered during the week when everyone else is just sitting there waiting for the weekend. Also, more importantly, you don't have to watch this. Yeah. There's Wolf Den clips if you yes. want. Just and part of the of of the stream. And of course, uh we're a audio po- podcast on a whole bunch of platforms I'll mention at the end of the show. Not everybody has uh what's it called? Uh the time to do a two hour stream, to watch a two yeah. hour stream. Um, Christopher Hart says, and in true Nintendo fashion, they drop big game news the day after Wolfden Live. Yes. Yes. That's how it always friggin' goes. Yep. Megan Lovett says, a triangle is just a polygon with three sides. We had this giant debate last week. Yeah. A polygon is just a triangle with three sides. A triangle is a polygon. What? <laughs> Essentially, all 3D models are constructed of triangles. Whenever you've heard someone talking about game graphics, polygons, they were in essence talking about triangles. Okay. <laughs> but, but, that's what. The, hmm. <laughs> and, and I know. Tri- triangles I... re- refers to the surface of a polygon. 
But then there are voxels, which are four-sided. Correct. But technically, that's just two triangles put together. Yeah. For one side. That that. So, a triangle is the surface of a polygon. But in the back in the day, they used to call everything polygons, and yeah. that's what that's where. So I think back in the day, they were just saying the wrong thing. Like when they were like, look at all the polygons we can have in Mario's hat when they were talking about Mario 64. Maybe. They really meant triangles. Yeah. I always took polygon as the point, like where the two uh, planes meet. Yeah. But that's just wrong. That's just straight up wrong. I'm not getting into this again. Yeah. We're in the chat now. Okay. Oh, we got some super chats. Uh, Mecha Dragon 101 with $2. Will, you're not going to talk about the Snyder Cut? What is he talking about? What are they All right, about? fine. I'll bust open these pretzels. I'll get spoiler alert. I'm going to like them. <laughs> Will's a big Snyder uh, fan. Yeah, these are damn good pretzels. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's big into the Snyder. I wish these were, because like, these are like little nuggets. Mm -hmm. If these were a little bit like bigger, they would go great with hummus. Mm. Uh, Dante Mira with $3. Here's my late fee. Thanks, Dante. Thank you. Late fees are never required, but always appreciated. No, they're always required and never appreciated. Screw <laughs> you, Dante. Joshua Faircloth with a dollar and a wink face. Right back at you. Uh, Aiden in the chat says two professional men talking about shapes. Professional? <laughs> we are amateurs, damn it. AJ says bunch of nerd crap. Ju just call them red, green, and blue dots like I do. <laughs> well, no, because those are those are the um, the pixels of the LED screen. Yeah, that's what he's referring to. Yeah. But yeah, no, that would be the physical hardware resolution. Yeah. AJ, get your crap together. Mega Dragon 101 with another $5. Should I play my copy of Cave Story Gableu on the Switch up oh, on the Switch despite everyone telling me to play it online instead thanks to Nick Nick Nicholas treatment of the game? I don't know anything about Cave Story. Uh, All I, I know, know is it's it's freaking uh royalty free or something the source code uh probably i know cave story is available on like every platform under the sun for the last like 10 years yeah it's it usually comes with these portable emulator things yeah because it, it uh, i think the source code is just available to anybody well there's cave story and then i think the one that he puts on every platform is cave story plus right 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 that costs money yeah uh kool-aid three says, do you think the next Switch could do ray tracing 1080p 60 in its current form? Regardless, games aside, why do peeps buy new consoles frames per second or graphics and resolution? People buy new consoles because they want to play, play the latest games. They yeah. don't care about any of the other crap. It's the same reason why people you know, upgrade their phone every year. They, like, they feel like they need to have the latest and greatest. No, I disagree. I think people upgrade their phone every year because they either break it, it gets gummy, or it gets really slow. In a year? Okay, I take it back. Two years until it gets slow. Yeah. <laughs> every year, yeah, they just want the latest and greatest thing. Yeah. 
I, I mean, that's that's pr- why people, especially at launch, people go out and buy like the new systems because they they see the sh- the shiny thing and they want the shiny thing because their old thing is starting to get dull. Now people um, do that with TVs, and that I'll never understand. Yeah, buying a TV every year. Yeah, TVs should last you a very long time. A very very long time. Oh. Um, Mike says, "Will, what about Deadpool 3? Um, check out my video today on Deadpool three and why I think maybe. Maybe Disney shouldn't make it. <laughs> Can we talk about that thumbnail? What a great thumbnail. That, that was a killer thumbnail. Whoever the thumbnail artist is, we should put him <laughs> on the payroll. <laughs> uh, where are we? Oh, let's get back into this. Sven Cra- Cracker. Can I read that? This polygon means many angled. So a triangle is a version of a polygon and a hexagon is also a polygon. So triangles are the better term for referring to rendering games and such. But here's the thing. When you talk about how many polygons, what are you talking about? That's the question. Yeah. When you talk about how many triangles, that makes sense. You can count the triangles. When we say how many polygons, is that referring to all of Mario's hat because that is a polygon, right? That's technically a polygon. But what you're well, really referring to is the points of his hat. I remember, like, of course it was about Lara Croft because whenever you're talking about like the improvements to somebody, you, you how many polygons are her boobs? Exactly. I remember, like, the, the original PlayStation version of Lara Croft was, like, 500 polygons, whereas, like... Just in uh, one boob. The Tomb, Raider, the Tomb Raider Legends on PS2 was, like, 5,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is one of those <sighs> is what I want to know. Is it one boob? I mean, that's a pretty big polygon. That's, that's pretty... Yeah. No, all of Mario's hat is not one polygon. No, it's not in 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 terms of uh, graphics. In ter- in terms of of computer graphics, Mario's hat is not one polygon. But then, what is it then? <laughs> but t- in terms of mathematics, yes, it is one polygon. Okay. In Tomb Raider Legend, Lara Croft was 6,292 polygons, whereas in the original Tomb Raider, she was only 250. So are they saying that the polygon is the surface? Like the triangle? Are they just using polygon and triangle interchangeably? I I think so. Is polygon not a 3D object? Didn't we get get there last time? Didn't we get here? I don't know. Oh, this this is this makes my head hurt so much. In geometry, a polygon is a plane figure. Okay, so it is flat. So it is a tri- polygon and triangle are interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah, they even have a picture of a triangle. We could have asked a third grader, <laughs> and they would have instantly told, "Oh yeah, polygon triangle is the same thing." Tomb Raider Underworld. Laura's poly count was 32,000 up from 6,000. But how many is one boob? I mean, at this point, her boobs are probably like at least, I mean, Tomb Raider Underworld is probably at least like a thousand each.
All right. Do we have any right. more super chats? No, we don't. The chat is just all telling us uh, what polygons are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, polygons are two dimensional. <laughs> How come nobody at this whole two weeks nobody told me that polygon and triangle can be interchangeable, or a polygon is a triangle? Because we did talk about this last week. Yeah. Uh, all right, changing subject completely. Stefan Velkoop, guys, any tips for killing a mosquito in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night. This, this stupid thing keeps me. He's waking me up. Sorry, off topic. Get an airsoft gun. Keep it next to your bed. When you hear that thing, just get really good at firing one off at it. Have you tried fire at all? Because, like, that works very well against all sorts of insects. Do you mean just having a fire somewhere and then they'll, like, they'll, like, float into it? I just, just in general. Just lighting it on fire. Just lighting about aggressive fire, fire? Okay. Yeah. Bean with bacon says because that's common knowledge, and you know what? He's not wrong. Yep, we are just two idiots. Yes. Uh, I said good day, sir. Says if I drink enough coffee, I can hear shapes. What does a polygon sound like? <laughs> to me, it sounds like screaming. Yeah. Um. I saw one, but I lost it. Uh, Exit. Remember the fighting polygon team from the OG Smash Brothers? Yeah. How can yeah. I forget? That was the original game. I'm surprised. That. And of all those Smash Brothers games, they've never put one of those characters as an unlockable. Yeah, right? Yeah. That would have made a lot. Of... They should do that as the next DLC people would be pissed oh my god people would be so mad if they people that. are mad that the last character was a fire emblem character mm -hmm. and it should be like really bad looking yeah um and it should just have all of the stats of a me fighter just, just yeah. control like a me fighter people would be so mad um i'm more mad that the smash brothers games don't have those types of mini games in them anymore oh yeah that's right they don't Or at least like a way to play through them. Yeah. Uh, I got a uh, question. Says Maka. Mm -hmm. What game would you like to see port to Switch? All of them. Everything. Everything. I want Warzone on the Switch. And you know what? I wouldn't even play it on the Switch. <laughs> I just want it there so that you guys could play with me. Yeah. But I'll be playing it on my Xbox uh, still. I mean, it, it still boggles my mind that they haven't put Call of Duty on the Switch. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised Grand Theft Auto Five has never been put on Switch. Um, yeah, mainly them. <laughs> this is the last one I'm gonna read. Uh, right. Kanji Sutra says you didn't mention Core Gadget in your recent video about Switch apps. What's up with that? I knew that it existed. And I just completely forgot when I was making the video. Yeah. I even asked people about Switch apps. I did a lot of research about Switch apps. And uh, Core Gadget was just, I just completely glossed over Core Gadget. But now I have it. 
and I'm going to doodle around with it. Korg has put like an app on every Nintendo handheld since the DS. Yeah, the DS it's, one it's, is awesome. It's fascinating to me. It's really cool. I mean, I, I, what I've been seeing of Korg Gadget is freaking awesome. I'm just. Yeah. And it's also $48. Well, because those are like, you know, borderline professional audio equipment. Apparently, they're coming out with a Genesis inspired synth. So like you, oh can, my you God. can make Genesis sounding music on it. Oh, I would total I would actually get that. Like I, I haven't made music since high school, but I would totally get that. Forty eight bucks, baby. Oh my god. Uh anyway, Waffle Sim. This is the last one I'm reading. It says, What's this stream about? It's about to end. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on youtube.com slash wolfden if you can't make the show for any reason at all we always put it up as an archive version on thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us then you can do that as well we're also an audio podcast on apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify google play and stitcher and if you listen to us on any of those platforms please be sure to subscribe rate and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores also, if you want to watch maybe just a little bit of Wolfden Live or you want to send a specific section of the show over to your buddies, then head on over to Wolfden Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Guys, thank you for hanging out. Go to twitch.tv slash Wolfden. Slap a follow and put on notifications. Oh, here's an announcement. Sunday, we're playing Monopoly on Google Stadia. Ooh. It's the switch it's the same as the Switch version. Oh. Uh, I got a bunch of codes for it. <laughs> so AJ, Dan, and uh E, guy with the hair, we're all gonna stream Monopoly. <laughs> and it's gonna be just absolute trash. Anyway, uh I'm gonna stream tomorrow also. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna stream. Uh but I've been doing a lot of more streams on Twitch, so go to Twitch. Turn notifications on so you know when I go live. Uh otherwise, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.